0: Okay, so we are being joined by Trina Nishimura. We're here at the Florida Anime Experience. Trina, how are you?
1: I'm doing really well. Excited to be here.
0: That is awesome. It's good to have you. Have you been having a lot of fun at the convention so far?
1: I have. I uh, went through the dealer's room and saw some really cool stuff. I got some cat stuff and an alpaca. Like, I feel like I'm set for the weekend now. Cat stuff? Yeah. I have... I don't know. Like, I'm allergic to cats, so I can't actually have cats, but I like cat stuff. Like, the little, like, cute... Animated cats, you know, and so you, there are these little. There were some tights that had cats on them, and I totally bought cat tights.
0: You just walked into a trap.
1: Like, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
0: one of the things about the podcast is that I always have a cat shirt on. <laughs> while we're podcasting. So I love that. That's amazing. Oh, cool. Um, so I guess we'll start off. I did have a couple questions I wanted to ask you about, um, and I'm sure you've been asked them a million times already, but. How did you first get into uh, working in the animation industry? I know you probably were acting at first, is that right? Yes. Uh, So
1: I started acting when I was nine years old, Mm. uh, and I started touring when I was 13 years old uh, with a theater group, and um, then I went to college, and I was going to be a grown-up, and I was going to be a lawyer. That didn't work out. Um, But a friend of mine who knew that I was an actor when I was a kid, uh, he and I were going to school together, and he was like, hey, I work for this company, and they're auditioning for this show. You should do it. I was like, Jimmy, I'm I'm gonna be a lawyer I can't do that and he was like no no no. just go in an audition I was like I just don't know he's like it pays I was like okay so because that's what you do in college right you're broke I was really good at being broke Um, so I went in and I auditioned and I fell in love with it again and the the bug bit me so here I am uh, 10 years later Uh, I know right (laughs) Uh, so that's how I got started
0: Cool. All right. So now this was, you said, uh, the first show that you got on, was it, um, I'm looking at your IMDb here, was it uh, Detective Conan? Is that where you started no,
1: off? No, the very first show that I ever uh, started on was called Desert Punk.
0: Desert Punk? Yeah, so okay. I
1: played this little girl named Namiko. Uh, she just pops up every other episode or something is like, I'm hungry, and that's it. She just, uh, my first hour in the booth ever uh, was spent eating a Tootsie Roll Pop, uh, okay. several Tootsie Roll Pops. Uh, okay. I did not count the licks, I should have, but yeah. uh, I was nervous, so uh, that was my first a uh, booth session was eating.
0: Awesome. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, do you pretty much solely do voice work or do you do like a? Uh, any plays or things like that? Or um, how does it... I
1: have not had time to do any on-stage or on-camera stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do a little bit, but nothing like substantial uh, until recently. And so now I'm changing gears, and we'll be uh, doing a little bit more on-camera and stage stuff. So I'm excited about that. But um, voice acting is dope, you know. Like yeah. you can wear your pajamas. <laughs> no, it's pretty fun.
0: That is awesome. So, <laughs> you know, voice acting is probably something not a lot of not a, not a lot of people are familiar with outside of you know, those here at the convention, the anime fans. When you're at, let's say, a dinner party and someone asks you, what do you do? Uh, what do you what do you say? How do you explain it to them?
1: It depends on if, like, it's going to sound nasty, but it depends on if, like, I want to talk to them or not. Because sometimes you go to dinner parties and you don't know anybody, and if they don't know what you do, then it's like, oh, like, I can... Oh, my God! Hey! It's Spike. I'm sorry. <laughs> hi, Hello, honey! Trina.
0: Hello, <laughs>
1: I haven't seen him yet. He just got in. Oh, hi.
0: I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. Audio bomb. Audio bomb. Uh-huh. Audio
2: bomb. <laughs> Spike's been! Best audio bomb ever!
0: Right, thank you, everybody. I'm gonna leave now and let you get back to work. We'll talk in a bit. Yeah,
2: for awesome. sure. Awesome.
0: We'll be seeing Bye, you later.
2: Bye, everybody so right.
1: cute. Um, so let's see, uh, what were we talking about? Um, oh, dinner parties. Yeah, how you
0: introduce right. what you do to people uh, that aren't So familiar. if
1: I don't want to tell them or uh, about what I do, or like if they're weird or something, like, because you know when you go to a dinner parties, you're like, oh, maybe you're nice, maybe you're not, but you're like talking smack about their cheese puffs or whatever. Yeah, like that's a good sign. I mean, I'm a crunchy person, someone no judgment. Talks, <laughs> someone talk snap
0: about cheese puffs, they're not cool Right, people. you're
1: not cool, so you yeah. don't want to spend a lot of time talking to them, so they're like, oh, so what do you do for work? And it's like, well, I work for a multimedia recording company um, up in the suburbs of Dallas. It's really interesting work. Um, usually, it starts around ten o'clock,
2: and I go in, and they're like, by then oh they're like, God. "Nope." Do you, do you say it in that voice? Yeah, totally. Okay, good. Like,
1: and you like just look at their feet, and you try not to make any sort of like sudden movements or like expressions at all, and people will usually bug o- bugger off after like. 30 seconds for that uh, but if I you know if I'm being truthful usually like when people are like oh what do you do I'm like oh I do funny voices they're like what I do it's like cartoon voices and everyone's like anything I would know <laughs> and it's like do you watch cartoons and they're always like no and I'm like then probably not <laughs> It's cool. Uh, so I wish uh, no. So that's, that's awesome.
0: So the response is usually positive though from people when you tell them that you do cartoon voices. Oh yeah, like they that. think it's
1: dope. Yeah. They're like, people are like, oh my god, that's amazing. I've never met anybody that does that. I'm like, now you have. The worst was I. This is a little sidetrack.
0: No, that's cool. Weird story. Totally fine.
1: So. I was going in for a minor exploratory operation. Uh, <laughs> okay. and, uh, Are we okay? Are we- oh, yeah, no, <laughs> it was nothing serious. It was just one of those, like, you know... I had to pre- have a bullet removed. Right, I, I get it. sure, you know. I mean, it's hard out there. Uh, <laughs> on the streets. On the streets, uh, the mean streets. Uh, but so I was going in, and, you know, like, you're, there's always, like, a pre-examination thing, so I'm in, like, one of those really uh, loose and... Um, free-flowing and open-backed hospital outfits. And this dude is, like, trying to make small talk with me. And, like, I'm naked, basically. And he's like, all right, so we're going to need you to... uh take your uh, hospital gown off and I'm like that's awesome. He's like and so like I'm trying to fiddle with these knots and he's like so what do you do for a living? I'm like I do cartoon voices because I was just panicked. <laughs> and he's like oh that's really fascinating. So like there's I'm standing naked in front of this total stranger nurse man and I'm like I do cartoon voices and he's like that's really fascinating. Can you go ahead and pee in this cup? And it's like <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so like I'm like um, in the bathroom. He's like so tell me about like and I'm like oh peeing God. in this cup talking to this dude. And it was really it was an awkward experience. That's
0: well, I mean it is cool that you you said that people are very positive about it. You know, I'm, I would imagine that sometimes you might get people that are like, "Oh, that's cool." So, you know, what do you what's your real job? Oh, <laughs> real job like. all
1: the time. What do you really do though? Like yeah. what do you But what's your job? It's yeah. like this it's the same. But most of the time people are really sweet. Yeah. That's really cool.
0: So, I mean, you've been vo- you've been even you've been acting since you were a child. Yes. Obviously, you took a little break there. Um, and voice acting has got to be very different from doing stage work or totally. television work. You know, obviously you don't have the use of your face, your face, which you know they <laughs> say that acting's always in the eyes. And yeah. when you're voice acting, yeah. you can't really do that. What, what What are some of the major differences, or, or how how do you adjust between the two?
1: Um, I say you don't have your face. You still do all of the things that you would do on camera. Um, They might be slightly more exaggerated or understated, like depending on if you're talking about on screen or or uh, like uh, stage. But uh, I would say that the 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 weirdest thing about transitioning into voice acting was to still do like movements. Like if you're running, like if you're recording like running breaths, like being like it's totally different than if you're like swinging your arms and you're like, you know, because it just, it actually physically uh, takes movement and it moves your uh, diaphragm and lungs and everything. So like figuring out how to manifest uh, those movements without like hitting anything, (laughs) you know, or like being able uh, to like hear your arms moving uh, was, that was I think the weirdest part. Yeah.
0: It's gotta be really tricky. You know, in, in general, you know, you've done Mostly anime. Mm -hmm. I haven't done uh, very many video games at all. I've
1: done a few and I've done a few apps, but nothing like terribly crazy big.
0: So uh, how far in advance do you think, uh, or do you usually get, you know, the scripts or get to know about your character? Is it kind of just, you show up and they're like, read this or (laughs) like,
1: you don't know. uh, Usually I, I prefer, especially on bigger shows. Um, I prefer not to research the character that mm-hmm. much or watch the show in advance because I want to go on the journey with the character. Yeah. I've done the, the former and watched an entire series and then gone in. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I'm always, like, with, like, bated breath. I'm like, oh, I know what's happening next, guys. And, right. like, I think you can tell. Yeah. So um, usually, uh, yeah, you go in, and if you read, you don't, like, you may or may not know which character you're recording that day or what you're doing. So it, it's really... a pretty in the moment sort of thing.
2: Speaking of really giant, massive shows, I mean, (laughs) you were involved in Attack on Titan, which I think is possibly one of the biggest anime we've had in a long time. Do you have any stories from that or or cons since then? Or how did you get repped into that?
1: Um, well, when we found, my brother is the one that told me about Attack on Titan, and he was like, oh, you have to watch the show, it's super dope, so I watched the first episode, and then I was like, oh my gosh, I can't watch anymore, what if we get it, and then we got it, and I was like, oh, now I can't watch until we audition, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to audition, and either I'm going to get cast, or I'm not. If I don't get cast, then I can watch the show, (laughs) and if I do, then I get to be in the show, so it's a win-win. It was, it's been amazing. Um, I think... Attack on Titan is this very particular kind of show that's uh, different than uh, most of the other shows that have been coming out lately in that it's it's bringing more people back to anime that may have like left or people that have never been exposed to anime. And I think that that's really um, interesting because there haven't been a lot of shows that have crossed over like that uh, until recently. I think that Ra is doing the same thing. Um, Sword art, sword art online is also really interesting as far as bringing you know people new 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 people to the new fans to the genre. But um, I think Attack on Titan has been by far uh, like the most public. Of things that I've done, like yeah. uh, most, like people from high school are like, "Oh my God, Trina! <laughs> I remember you! I watched the show!" I'm like, "Awesome! I've been doing it ten years, and now you're like..." <laughs> now you, but uh, so, uh, Attack on Titan's amazing. The show's amazing. The the cast is awesome. The director is amazing. The art is beautiful. Uh, so I'm a huge fan yeah. myself. It's it's been awesome to be a fan of something and then get to be a part of it. So yeah,
0: it's such a crazy show too. I mean, it's like so many emotional roller coasters. A lot of the voices that you've done have have been characters that have just gone through so many crazy things have you ever been working on a character and had something happen with them that affected you emotionally or do you kind of stay a little detached from it
1: oh no all the time like um so for example with Attack on Titan um what's interesting about Mikasa as a character is that uh or for me uh what's interesting is that she's a strong female lead that isn't her primary motivation isn't like, oh, I need my boyfriend. I have to do this for a boyfriend. I'm in love. Like, her primary motivation is a devotion and loyalty to family, mm-hmm. uh, adopted or otherwise. And um, I'm lucky enough to have some really amazing people in my life, including, uh, but not limited to, uh, one of my besties, Ty, who's a dude. And, like, he and I were inseparable when we were kids. Like, no. we met each other when we were 13. And, you know, I I love his kids. and I love his wife. And it's he's an amazing person. And so... He was, you know, when you're acting or when I'm acting, I try and pull from my own experiences and then relate them to the character. So uh, he was a big part of that, uh, Mm -hmm. that process. And so, um, and he knew that and he knows that. uh, But there was a, there's a scene in Attack on Titan, I don't mean to spoil anything, but uh, (laughs) when Mikasa thinks that uh, Aaron is dead and she goes through this really, like, Strong speech and she's trying to be tough and then she gives up on herself and gives up on life and then finds life again and it's all this like stuff like but, but in the meantime like I'm to get there it's like okay my best friend who I have shared most of my life experience or over half of my life now uh, with is dead and and it's it, it was heart wrenching to get there and then yeah. to be in that space for an hour and a half and then when we wrapped for the day I went outside to my car and I just like started crying and I, I called Ty and I was like Ty I just wanted to tell you that I'm glad you're alive, <laughs> and you mean a lot to me. He's like, you're he's recording the like, show. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, he totally knew. He's like, you're recording the show, right? Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. He's like, go ahead. I'm like, I just really need. Like, so, yeah, he's I had mean, to unleash it and just yeah. let it out. That's I don't fun. even think he listens. Like, I think he just put the phone down. Like, yeah, I don't know.
0: And it's, I mean, I was, I was recently watching an interview with um, Daniel Day-Lewis, and he was talking about uh, specifically regarding voices and finding the voice for a character. And he said that the voice uh, is the fingerprint of the soul. And it's and it's it seems that it's true, especially you know, with what you're saying right now, how it connects with you on an emotional level. To, you know, just just being the voice of these characters. Um, how do you how do you find that voice in these characters? Because as you said, you don't really have a lot of information on them. You don't yeah. try not to watch the show too much ahead of time. Yeah. So how do you end up finding that voice for the character?
1: Uh, well, a lot of a lot of people, especially uh, fans, will be like, "Oh, well, you need to match the voice of the character, like match the Japanese voice." But like, that's not really my jam, personally. Um, I try it like, it's like building any other character, like whether you're on stage or whether you're on on film or whatever. um, You know, you take in the information that you have. Like, for example, um, when you audition, you're given uh, the sides, like the audition sides, and it'll have a description of the world and the people and the general plot line. And then you'll have a picture of the character or a few pictures and a general description of that character's uh, sort of, main character flaws and strengths and things like that um and so from and like age and stuff mm-hmm. so I know or I knew uh when I auditioned for Mikasa that she came from a you know a really tough place and that uh she had adopted family because something really bad happened to her family I didn't know what at the time uh but then you kind of think about like what that would be like to be living in that kind of society uh with those kind of rules and, you know, how, how you would, because everyone's born sweet, you know, and then you're changed by your environment. Like nobody's born a bad person. Uh, You're changed by your environment and your choices. So if this person is choosing to be a female, that's going to risk her life to defend humanity. And that's all because she's driven by a fierce loyalty to her adopted brother who helped her through some sort of horrible past like what would that sound like and so you know you draw from your past experiences and then your own you know weird imagination as to what that would be uh and who you would be in that world so that's how I do it
0: right I'll, I'll ask one more and then I'll let you I know you have some <laughs> questions too um I know you also worked on Steins Gate which is yes. hugely popular Love it. I think it's rated on Anime News Network as like the greatest anime of all time no way! It's, it's yeah I think I think so it's uh I, it's up there for sure oh, Um, so how was that experience? I know it was a little while ago, but do you have any stories from that? Um,
1: it was really confusing. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Uh, definitely.
1: Like all the timelines, because if you, if you take everything that we've already spoken about into consideration, like you have this character in, you know, we'll say timeline A and the main character, Okabe, is skipping from timeline A Mm -hmm. to timeline B to C, then back to B, then back to C, then back to A. And so you're like just keeping track of where... Uh, Macaque would be in timeline A, B, and C, and that's just you know that's conservative because it's it's, it's multiple lines and. Like, the director Colleen Clinkenbeard is very smart, and she drew, like, graphs for me, like, on the glass. And she was like, okay, we're here, (laughs) but we're going to jump back over here on timeline B, but then we're going to speed forward in timeline C. So this is what's, like, just to keep it all straight and what she would sound like and what she's been through and what actually happened and uh, was definitely challenging. And I didn't know much about time travel at the time or time theories. Um, I was having uh, lunch with my two sisters and my brother. I was like, yeah, it's freaking weird. Time travel, something about butterflies. I don't know. And my, my brother was like, oh, yeah, you haven't read Hawking's book? I was like, no. And Tara was like, oh, you really should read that. And then my little sister was like, oh, I have an extra copy in my bag oh right my now. <laughs> like pulls it out. And I'm like, oh, that's amazing. Thanks for being smarter than me. <laughs> but it, it, was a, it was a really great show. The writing was amazing.
2: And I, I love that show. So one of the things that I'm curious about, you mentioned how you draw from certain things to, to create characters and to get yourself in that place for the character. And so I would imagine that when it goes out into the world, you have kind of this vision, this, this place you know you took it to and that you see in it. Do you, ever, do you ever have times where you hear reviews or feedback or anything like that from other people? Not necessarily negative, but they just hear something very different and it changes the way you see the character?
1: Um, I think all actors are into, like, validation just as a, a general practice. Like, we seek it, we want it. And uh, I, I'm always a little apprehensive as to how it will be received um, uh, in general. I mean, you want to be able to do your best work and you want to be able to put things out into the universe. Uh, and and people like it, of course, um, especially with shows that are you know, big or shows that you know are kind of like Steinsgate was late in the game and it didn't really find a big fan following until recently. Uh, but I think that it's it's always like it's always really hard. I think to go and and have your work previewed. There was a, a, a clip of Attack on Titan that was put in um, or, or put online before we released anything, and it was Mika's it was Mika's speech, and there was uh, a lot of blowback. From that And a lot of people that were like, that's a horrible Mikasa, Trina Nishimura is the worst, meow, 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 meow. Uh, and it was, but it wasn't in context, so they assumed uh, certain things about how that character, or how I would portray Mikasa throughout the series. And then once the series, the whole series was released, people were like, all about it. Um it's, and I, I was really upset in the beginning. I went I went to the director. I was like, Mike, I'm so sorry. Like, I have ruined it. Everything's over. The world's over. Go ahead and give me my sword. I'm going to fall on it. It's over. And he was like, no, you know, just give it a minute. I think that people always have opinions and you'll always have people that like it and you'll always have people that don't. So.
2: I'm wondering if, the, the way that the dubbing industry has changed has changed kind of that fan feedback because, A, you have the internet that gives people that instant, unfiltered, generally anonymous ch- a tunnel right to the like source. Trolls? Well, like trolls. But then I'm also thinking, from the perspective of a lot of anime fans in today's age, do have access more so to the Japanese content where back 15 or so years ago, we got the dubs, and yeah. that really was it. I mean, yeah. it, you had to go hunting to get the subtitled versions. And, right. and so I'm wondering, has that? do you feel that that's changed the pressures or the way that people perceive dub voice actors? Because you mentioned earlier people saying like, oh, they don't sound like the Japanese, right. or they need to sound like the Japanese, or whatever the case may be.
1: I think that that's a really interesting point. And people uh, frequently, dub versus sub, and that whole idea of like, The people that are like, oh, yeah, I don't actually watch the dubs. Like, I love Attack on Titan. I've never seen your work. I'm sure you're fine. Like, okay, (laughs) that's cool, man. Like, you don't have to like it. Uh, I think that things that are frequently lost on people um, is that uh, we're not uh, in the – from my point of view, when I dub something – I'm not trying to sound like the Japanese. I'm not trying to recreate a performance because that was theirs. Uh, What I'm lucky enough to do is take a piece of art and make it accessible to an English audience. I'm not just parroting words, you know. Like the scripts come over from Japan, they're translated into English, and then they're adapted into, uh, you know, plot lines and words and cadences and, and, and sayings that an English-speaking, a native English-speaking audience would understand and relate to. Uh, for example, there was a show where the lead character was Tan, and being Tan in Japan is. Uh, Associated with being promiscuous, whereas being tan in America is all American. So um, it was the script was changed, and th- certain things were changed to imply uh, the uh, social ostraciz- ostracization of being uh, uh, assumed to be promiscuous, without it applying to her skin tone. Right. Um, similarly, uh, when you're dubbing things, and when you're taking this idea, like. It, at the core of, we'll go back to Attack on Titan, at the core of Mikasa, she's driven and she's, uh, she has a lot of stoicism and things like that, right? And so uh, the Japanese, my Japanese counterpart was very deadpan and she was very low and she what like, she didn't have that much, uh, as much emotion, I think, as, as in my portrayal of Mikasa, um, which isn't to say either is better or worse, but... In Japan, when you meet a girl who's, like, super deadpan and super, like, in passing, in in society, who's, like, introverted and deadpan and short and curt, uh, that means that they're very serious, that they are to be taken seriously. Whereas in, you know, westernized culture, like, Daria, for example, is an excellent example of this. Like, she was monotone and deadpan and curt and short. And that was associated with being smart, a nerd, and a social outcast right, which isn't what we're trying to portray in Mikasa. So you take the idea and the core of the character, and then you translate that into English as much as you translate the words.
2: Now, how much of that do you have control over? Because a traditional stage actor or whatnot does have some liberties, can ad-lib, and adjust lines but you're you're limited to the lip flaps right so how much control do you have into making that character and making those localization choices
1: i've been really fortunate to work with amazing directors um funimation has been my primary uh studio for a long time which is changing and i'm excited to announce it soon um but uh i I, always love funimation and it 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 gave me a a really solid foundation and it was like going back to school right um and a lot of, consequently, I've been working with a lot of these directors for almost a decade. So some of them uh, are just, I, we just understand one another and are simpatico at this point. Um, and, uh, you know, at this point, like, you can, my brain just works that way. Like, I can see something and be like, okay, this is the line, that's the mouth movement, how can I do this? And then you do it. And I, I guess it's just, the director's been really cool about it, so or most of the directors are always really cool about it. Some of them are always like, I don't know. And then, like, you change stuff. But it's, I've been really lucky to work with some amazing people.
2: Excellent. Well, thank you for taking the time to speak to us today. It was a pleasure. And You
1: guys are so cool. Like, this has been one of, sincerely, one of the really? best interviews really? I've ever cool. done. You guys are awesome. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. You heard it
2: here, everyone. <laughs> you are awesome, oh. anonymous one, and awesome. <laughs> one thing that I do want to do, I almost forgot. Yeah. We've been doing a rapid fire. Oh, I heard it's about this. a lot this. of fun. Yeah. Tiffany so. said she, like, hates me or something. Oh. She was like, listen, I said some stuff about you, but don't worry. She I just, didn't mean
0: it. She just doesn't like you being in her mech. Yeah. So that's,
2: that's fair. Yeah, she has issues with some kind of mech protection issues. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to basically think word association, phrase association. I'll say something, first thing that comes to your head. Okay. Okay.
0: And, and we can't edit this, so don't worry. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay,
2: anime. Fuck. I'm sorry. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, can we start over? Good answer. <laughs> Good sorry. answer. You can beep that out. I'm sorry. I can't <laughs> really. I get really panicky <laughs> on these sorts of things. Like I knew it was coming, but I just. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Okay, we can I'm sorry. Are you, are you, Do you want to go again? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, no, we can. Okay. We can keep moving. Just okay. beep that out or whatever. Okay. I'm
2: sorry. Japan. <laughs> ah! Okay. I'm sorry. Go. Japan. <laughs> Me. Okay giant robots me (laughs) mari miginami me i'm sorry i'm ruining this tiffany grant not me (laughs) one thing people don't know about you i poop (laughs) i would i would guess it's true though people
1: don't think you do they like meet you and they're like sobbing it's like you don't have to do that i poop too it's fine
2: man japanese snacks me (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ask my boyfriend <laughs> Sing Anime
2: convention
1: <laughs> Me I don't know why I keep saying Cos-wise. me <laughs> Not me. I don't cosplay.
2: Okay. Well, that was
1: that was maybe <laughs> was the best it,
0: rapid fire round we ever have. That's amazing. <laughs>
1: you <guys laughs> said the same thing over and over. I got a little vulgar. That's awesome. All
0: right. So um, I guess uh, where where can people find you online if they want to be in touch with you or keep track of where what you're doing?
1: Absolutely. So I am on Facebook. It's like Facebook backslash Trina Nishimura. I'm on Instagram as Trina Nish because apparently there are already like four Trina Nishimuras. Which, by the way, there's only one on the continental United States, and then one in Hawaii. I'm the only one. Uh, The Trina Nishimura in Hawaii contacted me once. It was weird. Um, And then uh, Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Trina Nishimura. And uh, I have a fan club called the Fabulous Trina Nishimura. Fabulous Trina Nishimura. I can't even say my name. Fabulous Trina Nishimura fan club that's run by Chris Edwards, who is super dope. So uh, yeah, those are my places to find me. Don't find me at my house. That's not cool.
2: (laughs) Well, thank you very much.